on this episode of Backstage Brew. On set, a brew is potentially one of the most important things you'll get. It's probably one of the most important things, definitely, because it's the thing that gets you going in the morning. Yeah. Without a brew, you yeah, have a hard time. Um, so we went to see the Joker the other day. Mm-hmm. First thoughts? First thoughts. For me personally, incredible film. Backstage Brew, the podcast. Backstage at festivals, gigs, theatres and on TV and film sets. Now here's your host, Mark Jarvis. Backstage Brew is at the Academy of Live and Recorded Arts and now we are in the television studio here with the teacher, Billy Geraghty. Uh, Billy, what's in your brew? Hello, mate. It is pretty straightforward. Normal builder's tea, yeah. milk, one sugar. Love it. Okay. Um, and uh, on set, a brew yeah. is potentially one of the most important things you'll get. It's probably one of the most important things, definitely, because it's the thing that gets you going in the morning. Yeah. Without a brew, you f- yeah, <laughs> have a hard time. Hard time to get going, yeah. Okay, so um, obviously you've worked loads in the, in the industry. What mm. was like some of your like, favourite experience? Um, I certainly, in terms of stage, um, I spent, so I got very lucky, I spent three years as Buddy Holly in the first Buddy Holly, when that first appeared in 1989. Oh, okay. uh, long time ago. Um, and then I spent a lot of time on things like, I got a chance to go into soaps, so I, got, I did things like London Bridge, I did EastEnders. Um, what else did I do? Things like Last Detective, which was a long-running detective series. I worked four years on that. So, all sorts. And then about, uh, where are we now? About, yeah, 15 years ago, I did a... Um, a show based on the life of Jerry Lee Lewis called Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Which was great because I got the chance to meet him and I got a chance to meet people like Chuck Berry and Little Richard and spend a bit of time with them. And that was that was a, a blast. So yeah. you've kind of done everything really, like you've done a bit of loads I've of had a good things. I've been very lucky. I mean when I came into the industry, it was much easier to actually be able to carve out a whole profession. Yeah. You you didn't necessarily have to have another job. You know, yeah, if, yeah. if you worked, people heard about you or directors said, Yeah, work with them they're fine they're good to work with and you get on to other jobs and other jobs and other jobs so it was a really um, easy transition for me mm. it's much harder for you lot now to yeah. get into this industry because life is better when you've got a cupper on the go <sighs> This is Backstage Brew. So Backstage Brew, we're doing the review now and we're talking about the film The Joker with Crispy and Hunter. Dude, what's in your brew? Uh, my brew is a Starbucks Lungo shot from my um, my Nespresso machine in the kitchen. Yes, love that. The little home studio that we've got going on. Um, so we went to see The Joker the other day. Mm-hmm. First thoughts? First thoughts. For me personally, incredible film. I loved what they'd done. I loved... Just a, a decent standalone, gritty character study of a character that we've seen before. I think it's it's much needed because, like, we've obviously got the Marvel extended universe, the DC extended universe, and they are going towards these kind of like big money, big budget. We need to entertain everybody, and this Joker film for me is perfect because it's it's a personal film and it, it's just beautifully it's beautifully shot, beautifully written, beautifully acted. I can't really say anything bad about it personally. Yeah, and Joaquin Phoenix, as you were saying there, acted it beautifully. He's followed in the footsteps of Jared Leto. He's obviously followed Heath Ledger as well. Mm-hmm. Big performances. Yes. How do you think his performance differed from those performances? And was it your personal favourite or do you think you prefer one of the other two? I, th- I think for me with these kind of characters... 
difference always good and it's, it's kind of like James Bond almost like you've got a load of different people playing the same character they're each going to bring something different to it a different flavor a different take and that's not necessarily a case of better or worse it's just it's different and so for me I mean I, I didn't rate Jared Leto's Joker I thought it, I mean it was an interesting take but I think it was quite a far departure from what the Joker should have been and I thought obviously Heath Ledger is up until now the kind of the we are not worthy best Joker but I, to be honest I think I mean different stages of life but I, I think Whacking Phoenix for me is is my new favourite really it's a big bold statement it's to make it's a big claim it's a big claim but he smashed it and to be fair mm. we were having a lot of discussions about the correlation between the films and obviously the ages of you know Bruce Wayne who's very young in the new Joker mm-hmm. film um, in comparison with when he's Batman in the yeah. actual Dark Knight, Dark Knight film itself and um we were chatting about the correlation between the storylines of Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger. Yeah. Do you think there's a correlation? Do you think it, with the time gap in between the two films that they could match up as almost the same character? I, I think there could be scope for that. I mean, I, could, I can see how people are saying that the Joker at the end of the Joaquin Phoenix film could turn into the Joker in the Christopher Nolan films. I, I think that could, that does hold some weight, but I, th- I think the beauty in it is, in it is it, it's just a standalone film. And I, I kind of like, obviously everyone's going to have their own theories, their own takes, their own, their own ideas. But for, for me, it just doesn't work. For me, like I can see, I mean, Todd Phillips has come out and said maybe that this is the Joker that inspires the Joker, or maybe this is the actual Joker. The beauty's in the discussion. Yeah, and you touched on the director there as well yeah. and the discussion itself. And he's also mentioned that potentially there could be a dream reality version going on. And there's a lot of conspiracies about that. Yes. And he said that in a few years' time, he may release the actual final answer and put people out of their misery, yeah. which you're not majorly happy about. No, I'm, I'm not. I, I like the fact that this film is, is open to discussion. For me, the, the joy is in the discussion of it. We, we don't know the actual answer. And so we talk and we figure out and we see other people's opinions and points of view and then that might change our mind that might change the way we see it it might change a rewatch but I think if there's a definite answer then it closes down the discussion if there's a fact then you can't argue against it yeah and to put it into perspective the film starts with a whacking Phoenix's Joker you know it's obviously he's in a clown outfit he's getting ready to go to work and there's moments in the film where he is in a hospital and then it comes back to the hospital at the end as well and there's also points which we're not going to spoil throughout the film where mm. people think that he may or may not have killed himself so you have to figure out what you think is the yeah. final answer and a lot of people are having these discussions about whether they think it's all this conspiracy mm. or whether they think it's actually real what he goes through which is which is really yeah. interesting but I'm sure we'll find out because there's talk of yeah. a new film as well <laughs> which again for me I'm not, I'm not too happy about I, I think what we've got is, is an amazing film standalone we don't need to see anything more from the character what we've got is is perfect we've got a whole story arc we've got the I mean it's supposed to be an origin story and what we've got is an origin we don't need to see the next step because we can feel that in ourselves we can not feel that in ourselves because what the second film will do if there is one is give us definite answers to the first one yeah which then will take away discussions from this one but kind of going back to what you said about the kind of dream reality the the fact the fiction right from the off whacking phoenixes kind of given to us as kind of an unreliable narrator 
is should we take everything that is shown to us as fact or should we take it as fiction? We're not too sure. But what we get is no answers. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But it's done so well in reviews though. And it's got multiple five stars. Yeah. It's got like 100% from loads of people. So surely they'd be tempted to bring it back. And obviously Joaquin yeah. Phoenix has given no definite answers on whether he'd do it or exactly. not. And this is the question because he does a lot of standalone films. So maybe this is the one where it takes him away from that. Maybe. And he has been asked by the Marvel people to come in and do different heroes, but he turned them down because he said they weren't real enough. There wasn't enough depth. So for him to come into a superhero film effectively or something within the comic universe is quite a big step for him. Yeah. And also the psychology behind the Joker, you were saying there is it wasn't complicated enough for the other characters that he's been offered. Mm. I find it fascinating. And we were having a discussion and yeah. the Joker is a character that I would absolutely love to have a go at. But you were saying that it's one that you'd stray away from almost because you'd be scared of kind of like jumping into somebody else's shoes in terms yeah. of how they portrayed it before. Yeah. For me, the Joker is a, is a, a character that I could never see myself playing. He's, he's, he's too out there and I've seen too many good performances that I don't feel that at this point in my career, I could bring anything new. I could bring anything different because I'd have all of these other people that have played him just, to such a perfect way looming over me I couldn't I couldn't fill in like I'd never take on James Bond I'd never take on such a, a character that's close to so many people's hearts I couldn't do that but do you not think the psychology is so interesting in a character like that it is it, it, I mean it's interesting it is interesting but also I, I don't think I'll play it because I would then not be able to watch the film so for me, Whacking Phoenix could never watch this film in the same way that I've watched it because he knows too many behind the scenes stories and ideas. Whereas for me, I've never seen that. So I'm just watching the character and that's perfect. Okay. So you've got the battle between like the actor slash fan going exactly, on. Yeah. And for me, the fans outweighing on this point. <laughs> okay. Fair play. Dude, cheers for joining us. If you've not seen the Joker film, definitely get down and watch it. Please, and please do. It's yeah. just so worth watching. Backstage Brew, the podcast. To see all the video episodes, Search Backstage Brew on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, but would you say, um, with the students here obviously trying to break into the industry, that because of that, it's so much more important to have industry professionals who are working or have worked and, and, and know what they're talking about? Absolutely. I mean, if, if you're going to facilitate, if you're going to teach, you're going to offer anything, you've got to have some experience of what you're actually teaching about, as far as I'm concerned. I don't. You can sit and get as many degrees as you like, but if you've not actually been on set, if you've not actually been on set at 10 to 7, when the executive producer's, producer is screaming at the director, saying you've got 10 minutes before you hit overtime, where thousands of pounds are going to be spent and you've got actors who are young actors coming in for their first take at 10 to 7 panic, mm. panic, panic it's a highly stressful place to be a film set and the way I do it the way I work here is I try and get right from year one I try and expose everybody all students to that kind of pressure yeah. so that they get used to it so that when they come to that first day on set they it's not really it, <laughs> they know exactly what everybody's job is they know exactly what everybody's doing. They know their bit and they know that they're safe. They're in safe hands. And, they, and that, it, more importantly, more than anything else, that it's a team effort. Nothing works mm. unless everybody works together. So it's totally ensemble work. Even though you're there as the performer, there's 100 people behind the camera yeah. all working towards that one thing of getting a good shot of you. Yeah, and another thing as well with the TV training here is that you have a range of different styles that you have to follow. So, for example, today we've been shooting period drama. Yeah. Um, 
and there's, there's a lot of uh, challenges with with that and in this studio as well it's a brilliant studio but you're about to get your own new studio we're going to have a lovely new Aura studio so if you want to join Aura now is the time to audition there's going to be a lovely new TV studio to play with there are also many other reasons as well yeah but that's the main one um, so there is yeah there's uh, everybody needs to get the opportunity to do as much as they can and I, my attitude has always been that why shouldn't you have a go at doing period drama mm. why shouldn't you have a go at doing American because either, you know doing American contemporary work American classic work period drama contemporary drama soaps everything you be exposed to everything because you might suddenly surprise yourself sometimes you think oh every time you see a period drama piece it's full of writer actors or it's full of you know people who've been in the industry for a long time and think well I'm never going to do that because I'm not from that ill hmm Bull crap, as they say. Yeah. Um, everybody is capable of doing it. You just need to learn how to do it. It's yeah. not all about where you're from. I mean, Colin Firth from Bournemouth. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. Went to Barton Peveril Sixth Form College, you know? There you go. Fantastic boy. You know, amazing, amazing performances. So um, everyone has the ability to do it. It's all about self-confidence. And the more time you spend in front of the camera, the more time you spend learning about all the roles that happen behind mm. the camera as well. And experience crewing, experience doing continuity, doing sound, doing lights, whatever it is. The more you get of doing that, the, the more you'll be relaxed when you get that first chance to Yeah, and I set. think you appreciate it more when you are the performer on set as well because you appreciate how much hard work goes into everything behind the scenes. Um, so for people auditioning to drama school yeah. for, for exactly that reason uh, what advice would you give to them in terms of like um, people that you know you look for when you audition people or um, any advice in terms of actually auditioning itself or uh, in terms of potential students in terms of just general advice for auditioning be confident don't be arrogant be confident you've spent money you've worked on these pieces come here and show us the best that you can do when you get that moment to stand up take that space and do your bit if you're sitting around looking and wondering what everybody else is going to do or you're thinking oh they've got my same piece as me or whatever you're not focused you're not in the moment and you need to be in that moment and show us what you can do and take confidence in that otherwise you'll walk out the room going what happened I don't remember Mm. I mean the great thing here is that a, a lot of people that go through the first two stages of interview then spend the rest of the with us we try and do it all in one day so we get a really good all-round picture of what students are like what potential students are like Mm. and some people can really surprise you they might do the most um, fantastic contemporary piece their Shakespeare might be appalling and I have seen appalling Um, Mm. and you're thinking it wasn't me no no. just to clarify was it no Um, and so and then you suddenly get to this little section we do a bit of improvising work and suddenly they can blow your mind away and you think well that's the sort of person you want someone that can work in an ensemble someone that can work with somebody else listen to somebody else offer ideas receive ideas there's a lot of things we're looking for but the most important thing is that you've got a creative approach and you've got a positive approach Mm, and that you connect as well that helps yeah Um, so quite a few things people to work on if they want to um, apply to drama school but that's kind of like an insight into what happens behind the scenes Billy thank you thanks Mark cheers Backstage Brew the podcast never miss an episode search Backstage Brew on Insta Facebook and Twitter